0: Everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl Podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Thursday to you! I hope that you are having a great day. Um, especially if your day has just started, I hope that you're able to get it off on the right foot and everything just works together um, for everything that you need to get done. You know, you're able to have the mindset and the strength to be able to get past any problems or setbacks that may come to you. And if you're in the middle of your day or towards the end of your day, I hope that it was actually. Really fantastic, really great. You're able to feel accomplished and actually have some downtime and some time to spend for yourself and, um, you know, do something fun. Um, I always love how balancing my work days with um, having some fun afterwards, you know, not working all the time, um, I understand how that concept can be different if you're more of a creative person or, you know, you have a different kind of job, like if you do videos or if you write content online or something like that, something that's not like your typical like 8.30 to 5 or whatever, which is what I currently have, um, and I understand like you will just be able to, um, work for a couple hours and then do something fun and be able to jump in and out of that mindset, which I hope that someday I have something like that, that would be absolutely fantastic, but anyway, that is a tangent I need to back away from. But um, yeah, if you're in the middle or towards the end of your day, I hope that, that your day was great. And if it wasn't, I hope that you take the five-minute um, reset time that I always talk about to just reset, reboot, come back to baseline, figure out what you can do to make the day um, smooth for the rest of the time, you know, be able to problem-solve whatever did get in your way to continue on for a good day for the rest of the day or for the next day. Um, also have some time to really reflect and um you know, continue to stay humble and grateful so that you're able to finish out your day, you know, feeling neutral about it at least. If you're able to um, change your mindset and attitude, you still be super positive and go on with the rest of your day. That's absolutely fantastic, but I understand that that cannot happen every time because sometimes days just suck, but at least you can just walk away from your issues and problems feeling like, okay, you know, I'm going to be able to tackle that. I'm going to do my best to problem solve that, and I'm going to try to Enjoy the rest of the day to my best for my ability and not want to just throw it all away or be negative about it because, you know, despite whatever problems you're going through, um, there are always things that you can be grateful for. So anyway, again, happy Thursday. I want to go ahead and jump right into our topic because y'all better buckle up. It's a little long. I don't think it's going to be longer than any other episode that's happened this week, but I did have a lot of notes and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get... Through all of this, I apologize if I talk even quicker than I normally do, but again, happy Thursday. Uh, Just a reminder that this week we were talking about codependency, and today, We are going to focus on martyr syndrome. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Let's talk about what it means to have martyr tendencies. A martyr is someone that feels the need to unnecessarily sacrifice themselves for others, no matter the cost, while ignoring their own needs. And so that's just like a generalized statement of what a martyr would be outside of, you know, another more traditional definition of someone that would like live and die for their country or something that they completely believed in. I feel like the definition that I just read is more of the modern take, especially one within relationships and society and everyday living. Uh, the idea of martyr syndrome is the behavior pattern where someone seeks pain and suffering to feel good about themselves as the idea of giving everything for others and nothing for yourself makes you a better person. And martyr syndrome is something that people will go out of their way to to find the pain and suffering because, um, you know, I I feel like it's, it's one of those things where you feel like if you are carrying a burden on your shoulders and you're telling everyone about it, then you look better because you've decided to carry that burden. I'm sorry if you heard me jump. Oh my gosh, I thought there was like a... A bug on me, and I'm not gonna cut that out because that's just real life, <laughs> anyway. Um Yeah, where they actually believe that carrying all that extra burden is worth um, other people praising them for it and loving them more for it and just congratulating them because they are such a hero for doing that. And I'm sure you can hear it in my voice that I'm just like, oh, that is so over dramatic, but it is a life that people live and I want to talk about it because it's, it's common within people that struggle with codependency in a way. It's a little bit different take on it because it seems a little bit more like you're, you're boosting who you are. Um, but it's definitely, um, in, in relation to that. So, um, and I feel like we all have the potential to feel like this sometimes, but those who truly have this issue will sustain this as a way of life on the daily and so because you know I mean you might reflect on your own life and be like oh yeah I've acted like that sometimes and I can admit that I have too but people that you know fully suffer from martyr syndrome that's just day in and day out that's what they're doing they're constantly trying to find the pain and suffering um uh, even if something is solved even if they do end up solving a problem for someone or themselves they're on to the next one and it's just like this roller coaster ride that they enjoy riding and it's really going to end in even more pain and suffering for them it's like never-ending and they enjoy it somehow so um, i found that some of the reasons people take on this struggle is because of our parents demonstrated this behavior to us when we were younger so we inherently grow up doing it too Um, as well as it being this socially acceptable thing to do in your culture you know like strict gender rules or expectations that may be imparted in your culture um, in regards to, you know, just implementing or, you know, mirroring what you see your parents do, um, a lot of times my parents can be like this if so they just give everything, which I'll talk about a little bit more in detail shortly. Um, just giving everything for their child and just, you know, bending over backwards and just sacrificing, you know, and being the person in your family that just sacrifices everything to take care of the family and doesn't do anything for yourself. You know, when you're a child, you're learning how to um, be a person and you're, you're marrying people's, the way that they deal with relationships and their communication styles and how they treat themselves, you know? So um, those are the types of things where, and I feel like that's just generally how, most people learn things, it's just how they, the people that are raising them, how they are, um, you know, treating themselves and demonstrating that behavior. So, um, and the, the one that I find most common is due to self-esteem and personal beliefs, as having low self-esteem and thinking less of ourselves causes us to try and do more for others to prove that we are better than we really are. You know, it's a coping mechanism and also allows them to use focusing on others as an excuse to not take responsibility for negative things in their life. So, you know, you have that low negative self-esteem. You don't think anything of yourself. You're always talking down about yourself, you know, but if you are out there, like, you know, shouldering the pain, um, to prove to everyone else that you are like, cause you, cause in that mindset, when you have low self-esteem, you imagine that everyone else, um, thinks the same way that you do. So you think that everyone else also thinks that, you're terrible, that you're terrible at everything, you're bad, you're not, you're not a good person, you know, you don't do things right or whatever it is, then you believe that everyone else also believes those things so you go out of your way to shoulder someone else's pain and suffering so that you look like a better person than you are, you know, you look like that really nice person, the caring person, the one that goes out of their way, you know, you're kind of like a hero, the person that people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they do that that kind of thing. And it's a coping mechanism because, you know, you're trying to do everything else for everyone else and you're not getting responsibility for anything that's going on in your life, any problems or any issues. You know, you're just putting those to the wayside because you're so focused on what other people think about you and also how you portray yourself and how that will just elevate you and make you feel better and, you know, kind of like make you feel whole and fill you up in that way when that's not going to last forever. And, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna actually end up like burning out at some point. Um, and I will, you know, and I mentioned that a little bit later too. So, um, yeah, it's a coping mechanism just to like, you know, it's always, you never want to like focus on the things that you have to focus on. You never want to do that. You never want to like look your own personal pain in the face and deal with it. Cause it's, it's much harder than just, you know taking on someone else's problems because they're not directly yours so you can do whatever you feel is best and not completely feel the entire weight of that you know because and you and you look like like you look so golden because you like stepped in and you're like that white knight on the horse just coming in and trying to save the day kind of thing um, something else that I found interesting in my research was that moms suffer from mommy martyr or perfect mommy syndrome. Um, this obviously has more to do with doing everything for the sake of your child, like taking on all the chores because you don't want to impose any of that work on them, um, not making any time for yourself, putting your husband second to your child, and believing that giving your child everything they want is your duty. Um, And I just wanted to mention this one because I know a lot of women could relate to martyr mom symptoms maybe more than the generalized breakdown I'm about to do. Um, And these are just some things to consider pulling away from if you relate to any of these things. And um, there are so, when I was doing research, there are so many articles on the whole mommy martyr thing and being a perfect mommy syndrome. And You know, I, I will have to say that when I, when my child was younger, I definitely suffered from some, some, a lot of these things. And it's because ever since like I was pregnant or even before that, even before like I had children, it's, I grew up in such a terrible, crappy environment that I was always in my mindset that I would make sure that all the terrible things that my parents did, I would definitely not do them. I would find a way to be one of the best parents. And I knew I wasn't going to be a perfect parent. I knew that. I knew that. Especially since I suffer from being a perfectionist and I just kept telling myself, you're not going to be perfect, but you're going to do your best. And I always, it was always in the forefront of my mind to do research on the best parenting, the best ways to deal with situations. You know, I studied psychology, like I was always on my P's and Q's if per se to be the best Parent, um, but I also did suffer from these things because I wanted to make my make sure my child actually liked me and wasn't going to resent me in any way, um, and I wanted to make sure I gave everything for my child because my parents didn't give me anything, um, you know. And also the whole putting your husband second, I, there was definitely a lot of time where I did that. And so I've actually grown out of all like almost all of those things because I realized that I had to put everything in perspective and realize, okay, you know, you got to raise. You want to raise um, the perfect child per se, but also you are modeling behaviors again, like I spoke about before, you're modeling behaviors for them to mirror or mimic. And I want to make sure that I mirror or mimic the fact that there has to be balance in life, you know, and you have to work for things that you would like, you know, you have to take time for yourself to take care of yourself or else you can't take care of anyone else. You don't want to run yourself ragged. So, um, that is part of the reason why I was able to pull away from those behaviors, because I realized that in trying to make my child the most comfortable and, Um, like me the most and not have any negative input from them. Um, You know, and I still struggle with that a little bit because I don't ever want to let her down or, you know, make her upset or, you know, have to call her out for things. But it's getting easier and easier because I'm realizing that like you have to have structure and you have to learn from your mistakes and you have to um, have boundaries and you have to do the things that you have to do to earn what you want. And so, it's, it's become a lot easier and just realizing that I got to mirror the things that I want her to learn. So she does grow up to be the best person she can. So anyway, if you relate to that or struggle with that, I would just consider some of those things and reflect and see if there's anything that you need to change just for the better of the relationship of you and your child and, um, who they're going to grow up to be and how they're going to act. Um, As if everything else I said didn't convince you that this is bad, a couple negatives that come with being a martyr is strained relationships and burnout. So I already mentioned burnout, like if you're constantly on the hunt for problems, pain, suffering... Um, at the the expense of yourself for other people, you're going to definitely burn out at some point. There's going to come a point, a breaking point where you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't continue to take all these things on, but I feel like I need to. And you're just going to like have a full on breakdown, like without a shadow of a doubt. How long that will take? I don't know. Some people can sustain it longer than others, but... <laughs> There's gonna come a point where you're just gonna break and everything is going to fall apart, and no one ever wants to be in that space because that's definitely gonna require you to hopefully have some sort of support team to help put yourself back together. Um, in addition, strained relationships, you know, because if I would say more so of the relationships of people that you aren't necessarily shouldering the pain for, because you know maybe your spouse or your partner is seeing you be a martyr, and they're trying to convince you otherwise, but you feel like this is your need, your duty, what you have to do, and they're trying to convince you otherwise, and so the relationship becomes strained because, you know, they they know it's not healthy for you, it's hard to see them, it's hard for them to see you out there doing something so healthy, how unhealthy wow so hurtful and um, in other restrained relationships also it's like if you're continually like boosting yourself up as like this hero this person that everyone needs to love and respect and care for and people are sick of seeing that because they're noticing the patterns of you just taking on other people trying to take on other people's burdens and pain and even if you're trying to do that when it's unnecessary or the person doesn't want you to do that you know you're straining relationships you're 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 breaking relationships, you know, and you're just, you're just, you're causing more drama than necessary. Um, so some of the ways you can tell if you suffer from martyr syndrome is you stay in abusive relationships despite how it affects you negatively. You constantly portray yourself as super nice, self-sacrificing, a hero type, Come constant reassurance and greatness and, sorry, Constant reassurance of greatness and innocence. You are constantly reassuring yourself of that and needing that from others. Um, exaggerated level of suffering. Hard, hard time saying no and setting boundaries. Um, there is always a new problem to solve or be a part of. They can emotionally manipulate others into doing stuff for them by portraying themselves as high and mighty, yet needy. And lastly, constantly seeking appreciation and recognition with guilt and manipulation of others. Um, so I would definitely, you know, think over that list and, you know, something I say all the time, if you find that you relate to some of these symptoms and these things that you find that you actually are suffering from martyr Syndrome or anything else that I've ever talked about, don't feel bad about that, you know? I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably like, how do I not feel bad about that? Like, I'm just realizing that I'm, you know, guilty of these things, or I have the martyr syndrome and that sounds really bad. And you said, it's really bad. It's I'm like, yeah, I did. But you know, the key is self-awareness and I talk about this all the time. Self-awareness is like the key to life because if you are aware of what's going on, how you're acting, how that's affecting others and how that's affecting your own personal mental wellness, and you're able to actually step back, reflect, and you know, work on making those changes, however, slowly it comes, that is still better than still continuing with those negative behaviors and making your life even worse without realizing that you're making it worse. So, I just want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to, you know, discover that you are, you know, you are suffering from these things and you didn't fully realize that. You didn't actually take a step back to, to, to realize what was happening how you were acting despite anyone telling you that because you know no one's ever going to do anything until they're ready to do it you know we can be out there encouraging people loving people I can be out here you know talking about these things all the time and talking about ways for you to break these habits and you know be able to live your best life and be your best self but until you're actually ready to do that and take that on and take those steps on your own then it's not going to happen until you make that decision. So that's what I'm saying. It's okay if you finally decided to make that decision to make those changes. That's great. That's actually really positive and you're ahead of so many other people that just aren't ready to take that step yet. So just don't feel any shame or guilt for that. It's okay. We're all here to just grow and learn and be be our best selves no matter what. Um, So yeah, just think about that list, you know. Think about if you relate to any of those things. If you need the list again, I would check the description box for the show notes. It'll all be written out there. You can kind of like peruse it and be like, oh, do I, do I relate to this or that or others? Um, or even just a couple things. What can I work on? Um, just take some time to really consider it and think about it and see if you need to make any changes. Because no one's perfect. There is always room to grow and change and become our better selves. You will never come to a point where you're absolutely perfect as you are. There's always opportunity to grow and change. Some quick ideas to break this cycle of victim behavior. Let go of guilt for wanting to take care of yourself. Stop using the need to focus on others' problems as an excuse to not focus on your own problems and things that need attention. Learn to say no and establish personal boundaries. I know I talk about it all the time. Personal boundaries for the win own up to the things you have the power to change in your life and actually make those changes for things to be better, improve and practice positive communication behaviors, and get help from a professional if you're having trouble overcoming these behaviors on your own. So let me start at the end. Never is there any shame in asking for help. So whether that's asking your friends, your spouse, partner, um, other people in your life that you look up to, like a mentor or a coach, or if you really feel like you need to go into counseling to get help, even for a temporary period, do not feel any shame in doing that because there's nothing wrong with that. It actually shows so much strength for you to take those next steps because you You just know that you need it, and that is the best thing that you could ever do. Um, So, I just wanted to start there because I feel like it's such an important point for me to make every single time. Um, And some other things. Yeah, let go of guilt of wanting to take care of yourself. There shouldn't be any guilt for that, ever. Um, Don't use other people's problems as an excuse to, like, glaze over your own. Again, establish personal boundaries. It'll be, like, one of the best things you ever do in your life if you haven't done it yet. Learn to say no to things, especially when you want to say no. And learn to say no even when you want to say yes because you know that you just can't handle it, you know? Just take the time to really evaluate what's best for you and stop forcefully implementing pain on yourself just to look better because you'll look better if you're just healthier, just in general. If your mental wellness is on point, you'll look better. Um, Just let me end with this Just remember that it is not selfish to focus and do things for yourself. Doing so will equip you to help others after you spend the time helping yourself first. So that's like an age-old quote, however way you want to spin it. You know, you can't help others until you help yourself first. And it's not selfish to help yourself first because you have to be equipped. You have to be ready and prepared to help everyone else with whatever they're going through. But you can't do that if you haven't helped yourself because you're going to burn out, you're going to run out of steam, you're going to not be prepared with the strong mindset and um, mental wellness that you would need to actually, you know, help someone shoulder a burden, help someone problem solve, help someone figure out how to get out of the pain and trouble that they're in, you know? And you want to be strong enough that you don't you know, fully take on all that pain as, as if it was yours. I understand that that can happen sometimes, especially if you're an empath, but you want to be able to, you know, create the boundaries to not let it go so far and to not use that as excuses to not deal with whatever's going on in your life. You gotta put yourself first so that you can help other people. And you want to mirror that behavior because, um, especially if you have children, you want to mirror that behavior so they can take, they can learn to take care of themselves first without, just giving their all to others and not having anything left for yourself. So, I am going to close out the episode right there. Wow. We've been uh, recording for a while. So, I hope this was... I hope you're still here. <laughs> I hope you're still listening. Um, I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. I hope you really got something out of it. I hope that it was helpful. I apologize for it being a little bit longer. I told you in the beginning it wasn't going to be longer than the other ones. Yet, here it is longer than the other ones but i did tell you to buckle up because it's a longer one so anyway uh happy thursday um again thank you for listening to the real Pasta girl podcast i am sabrina i hope that you really enjoyed this episode if you know someone else that would really enjoy it please i encourage you to share it with them if you have any questions on this episode feel free to send me an email my email is in the description box along with all the notes for the show and where to find me on instagram thank you again for joining me Until next time, I hope you come back for tomorrow's episode, which will close out this week and it'll talk about how to, um, you know, pull away from the struggles of being a codependent person. Um, but until then, I will see you guys next time. Bye.